The responsive reading that we did earlier was by William Hillary Channing. Channing was one of Unitarianism's leading theologians in the early years of this country. One of his uh, major tenets was what has come to be called salvation by character. Just kind of shorthand. The belief that human beings have it within themselves to develop their character to the point of truly being virtuous. From this belief, he concluded that the great hope of society is the individual character. Not character like many of us are. (laughs) Or personalities or idiosyncrasies. But character, the combination of virtues and qualities that make an individual ethically admirable. All those wonderful abstract things like courage, honesty, compassion, generosity, perseverance, tolerance, self-discipline, loyalty, moderation, justice, wisdom, and on and on and on. I believe to be true that always within we have the recognition, whether tucked away or consciously, an awareness of our personal character potential for greatness. and an accompanying discomfort, hunger or restlessness, something that pushes us until we've reached whatever that is, our own greatness. The farther we get from our own virtue or our deepest nature, the more uncomfortable we become. I'm sorry if you're miserable. <laughs> you're probably things you're running from or, or haven't noticed yet. Let's put it that way. Um, but there's a lot to do about that. We call that our conscience in, in a lot of conversations. But I think it's more than that specifically because it knows more than our, our experiences would allow for. It's the same thing that helps us discern in other people their level of integrity. And for most people, I'm not going to say everybody because some of us are pretty lousy judges of character. But there are things that go off always in everybody 
when we don't trust somebody, just immediately, there's something about them we can't put our finger on, but we just don't trust them. And I think that speaks more to their character and maybe our history, you know, some plays into it some. But those kinds of responses, if they come from a lot of people, are mirrors. If we're trustworthy, generally people trust us. Granted, there are those unfortunates whose wiring seems to be broken. Some who are without the benefit of that inner guidance. But I'm, that's not my focus today. That's another qu- quite lengthy conversation. Um, but most of the people with whom we interact have a sense or an instinct for how true we are with our own character. None of these attributes have any value in a vacuum. They only have meaning through interaction with the world around us. To exist as something other than a thought They require action. They must be lived. Channing believed therein lay the hope of the world. In 1945, Albert Einstein wrote an essay that that he believed to be among his most important works because He included it in a collection of the works that he considered most significant. Out of the depth of his character and from a sense of responsibility, he calls for a radical change of attitude in order to keep the world safe. This is after Hiroshima. The world, quote, the world was promised freedom from fear. But in fact, fear has increased tremendously since the termination of the war. The world was promised freedom from want. But large parts of the world are faced with starvation while others are living in abundance. As far as we, the physicists, are concerned, we are no politicians. But we know a few things that the politicians do not know. That there is no escape into easy comfort. There is no distance ahead for proceeding little by little and delaying the necessary changes into an indefinite future. The situation calls for a courageous effort, for a radical change in our whole attitude and the entire political content. May the spirit that prompted Alfred Nobel to create his great institution, the spirit of trust and confidence, of generosity and brotherhood among men, prevail in the minds of those upon whose decisions our destiny rests. 
Otherwise, human civilization will be doomed. Now, he was looking at the horrors of a war most of us have not seen the likes of. There are some here who have. Einstein very much admired Mahatma Gandhi, who was his contemporary. And of him, he said, I believe that Gandhi's views were the most enlightened of all the political men in our time. We should strive to do things in his spirit, not to use violence and fighting for cause, for our cause, but by non-participation in anything you believe is evil. Non-participation is an act of character. Albert Einstein, standing up every chance he got to speak for nonviolence and also for racial equality, was a mark of character. Clay Walker, standing here two weeks ago with no guarantees of how the congregation would respond to his position, spoke his truth, and that was an act of character. Character requires action. British thinker, scholar, and best-selling author on religion, Karen Armstrong, had been a nun when she was younger, but not found any sense of connection in that isolated life or in the tasks that they were given from sunup to sundown. She left the convent and truly began to explore religion. In an interview on public radio, uh, the program Speaking of Faith, she told how at one point she had asked, she had, quote, asked for some help from a Jewish scholar. And he explained to me, for example, the, the revolutionary idea that religion was not about believing things. He was telling me the story of Rabbi Hillel, the older contemporary of Jesus, who'd been approached by a bunch of pagans who said they would convert to Judaism if Hillel could recite the entire Torah while he stood on one foot, one leg. And Hillel stood on one leg and said, do not do unto others what you would not have done unto you. That is the Torah. The rest is commentary. <laughs> Go and learn it. And I, I, the quote continues. And I said, well, that's all very nice, but I mean, what were those Gentiles supposed to believe? And I said, and Sham, the Jewish scholar to whom she was speaking, replied, well, it's easy to see you were brought up Christian. He said, we Jews, we, and then she hesitates, It really doesn't matter what you believe. Religion is about doing things. It's about, say, living, as Halil said, 
in a compassionate way that changes you. And the more I started going into all this, the more I saw that certainly that was true for Judaism. Certainly it was true of Islam, whose cardinal practices are not a whole list of beliefs to which you have to subscribe, but rather that you have to fast during Ramadan. You have to go on pilgrimage. You have to pray facing Mecca several times a day. You give alms. These practices that are designed incrementally over the years to change your inner world. Now, this was completely revolutionary to me in one way, but I could also see that this was rather like the training we had had in convent, where every one of these practices during the day was seen as a possibility for an encounter with God, end quote. So religion is about doing things, too. The stories say that Jesus didn't spend his time talking at length about original sin or trinity. Jesus sought out those rejected of society. He was out doing and teaching lessons about doing for others. Do unto others. And as much as you have done this for the least of these, Character is about doing. Did any of you have parents that said, like my father did, doing things you don't enjoy builds character? My son raised his hand back there. (laughs) Well, as true as that is, or maybe. And as true as it may have been in the strategy of the convents or in monasteries, I don't think building character is ultimately about discomfort. But rather realizing the peace of mind and contentment that life wants us to have. It's our deepest nature. It's a part of us. It's that spirit. It's something that spirit perpetually encourages us toward. And that's why we have to keep changing. What if, as Susan Caldwell mentioned earlier in the story, we are exactly what the world needs to heal? To coon along the restoration of the world, the great hope of human society is entrusted to us. It's not some other them. It's us. Let us gently and patiently and lovingly work on our own defects. Find our inconsistencies and begin repairing them, whatever they be, whether it's gossiping, criticism, pride, crassness, selfishness, laziness. 
personally, I, I again went on retreat with the ministers from this district and thoroughly enjoyed blowing the daylights out of clay pigeons. <laughs> and I'm good at it. <laughs> but I don't know if that tendency towards violence is something I need to look at. <laughs> Or if it's something totally harmless. But I do, I, I do want to think about it a little bit. Um, but we need to look at them so that we might get into character. And stay in character. So that we might more fully know inner peace and contentment. And at the same time, serve to heal the world. Let us seek to embody the superlatives that bring honor to our causes and respect to our principles.